Hello, and welcome to the Christ's Church Cathedral podcast. This is the sermon from our celebration of the Holy Eucharist from August the 1st, 2021, by the very Reverend Dr. Tim Dobbin, recorded live at the Cathedral. We hope these words will speak to your heart and mind. May the words of my lips and the meditations of all our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. One of my many growing edges as a parent is figuring out how to boost my tolerance for complaining. We all complain, right? Some, maybe some more than others. Seems like it's just part and parcel of being human. Only for some reason, when it's our kids, it seems to stick in my craw more. This morning, the Israelites are bellyaching, complaining about being stranded in the middle of nowhere. This is the second month of their wandering in the wilderness after God has miraculously brought them out of slavery in Egypt. You may recall Moses and Pharaoh, the ten plagues and the hurried departure, the parting of the Red Sea and its closing on the Egyptians in hot pursuit. The Israelites now found themselves in unfamiliar territory, faced with very real threat. They've already been thirsty, they are now hungry. Later they will be attacked. They can no longer earn their own way, provide for themselves as they once did in Egypt. They have no maps and there is no obvious way out of their predicament. Little wonder they're ticked. And they let Moses, Aaron, and God, for that matter, know all about it. They give them both barrels. Why didn't God let us die in comfort in Egypt when we had lamb stew and all the bread we could eat? You've brought us out into this wilderness to starve us to death, the, the whole company of Israel. As a parent, I, I've got to say, when I hear their moaning, I come down on Moses' side. They're whinging. Only surprisingly for me, there's no hint in the story itself of their being put down for complaining. In fact, as Elna Sovang points out in her commentary, Scripture is full of examples of the people of God making their displeasure known. Take the Psalms, for example. There we find what are known as psalms of lament. That's where the psalmist gives voice to our experience of hurting, of being scared, of feeling abandoned. These psalms are a cry out to God to get off your chaff and do something about what we're experiencing. Then there's Job. He's hardly a guy who takes his misfortune lying down, is he? No. He goes on a tear, ripping God for how God treats the good guys and how God manages the world generally. And Jesus, God's own son, in unfathomable pain on the cross, moans, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Holy Scripture is chock full of people just like you and me railing against God. They've had enough and they need God to step up and do something about it. 
So I hope there's some comfort for you in that. At its heart, our complaint is a turning to God and not away from God. And now crying out, we are trusting not only that God hears us, but that God can and will do something. It may not be on our timeline, it may not be quite the way we want or expect. At the same time, God is a God who will never abandon us in our pain, in our anger, in our distress. And of course, the Israelites' complaint that they are hungry and that they wish that they were back where they once were has hardly a heart cry found only in the pages of Exodus. It's a plea which reverberates around the world today amongst those who are poor, including, as some may have seen in the Mountain News this week, 60-year-old Guy Pancoast, who's living in a tent at TB McQuestion Park, less than one kilometre from our comfortable suburban home. And those cries are getting louder and becoming more widespread as we wrestle with a global pandemic which simply is not going away. And with floods in Europe and China and wildfires in BC and California. As our indigenous sisters and brothers come to terms with horrific abuse and death of forebears forcibly removed from their communities in the name of education. What we learn from this morning's story is that when we too find ourselves in the wilderness, when we are venting or stomping our feet or shaking our fists at life or God or whatever, it doesn't mean that God has gone AWOL. On the contrary, Moses instructs Aaron to invite the Israelites Draw near to the Lord, for he has heard your complaining. Come near to God, he has heard your complaints. God listens to our cries of distress. Now, when we're bent out of shape about something, the solutions we come up with may not necessarily be the most sound. As we heard, the Israelites grumble that they would have preferred to die in Egypt rather than starve in the wilderness. At least in Egypt, they reason, they could have died surrounded by food. In their terror over their not knowing their future in the wilderness, they start to romanticize about their past in Egypt as horrendous as it had been. Sound familiar at all? Only the wilderness, our wilderness experiences are not only places where we may feel vulnerable or scared or angry, are they? When we find ourselves in unfamiliar territory in our own lives, whether it's because of a global pandemic or the loss of a loved one, and folk we love don't need to die before we feel as though we're losing them or a breakdown in an important relationship, or an unfavorable diagnosis, or a geographical move we haven't chosen. When our world no longer looks the way it once did, then it can also be a time 
for God to help us learn new ways of relating. Relating to ourselves, relating to others, relating to our surroundings, and yes, relating to God. In the wilderness, God was wanting to show the Israelites and the Israelites were needing to discover a fresh way of being in relationship which wasn't based on their life in Egypt. In Egypt, the Israelites' lot had been about making life better for Pharaoh. They were slaves serving a tyrannical master. In the wilderness, the focus in their life shifts. It has to because Pharaoh and all the other identity markers of their life in Egypt are suddenly gone. With the covenant at Mount Sinai, the Israelites' loyalty pivots from Pharaoh to Yahweh. Their vocation, their life work is no longer about strengthening Pharaoh's hand, it's about building a life together. A life together based on compassion, fairness, honesty, and respect for one another. A community, in short, centered on God. So the wilderness is a place where they come to know God in a new way and to trust God. The same God who claimed them as his own and then delivered them from the abuse and the hopelessness and the misery that they were living in Egypt. One of the issues for the Israelites in the wilderness at the root of their belly aching is that they don't know how this super powerful God who's pulled off their exit from Egypt is going to relate to them going forward. They've got no idea. So this morning's story, in conclusion, gives them and gives us a glimpse of what this emerging relationship with God is going to look like. Which brings me back to where I started, and specifically my struggles with our kids when they complain. God this morning shows us people that God is not put off, not even put out, by their grumbling. God is nothing at all like Pharaoh. God hears them and God hears us when they and we have had enough and need God to know that they've had enough. God not only hears them and hears us, God recognises their need our need. In the Israelites' case, they're hungry. They, they need food, and not just food to get them through. They want food for life beyond a hand-to-mouth existence. They want meat. God recognizes our need, not just for life's essentials, but for what we require to flourish and thrive to lead the kind of lives that God is calling us to lead. God hears, God recognizes their needs, and finally, 
God responds. God responds by giving manna, food the angels eat for bread and quail for meat. Can you picture the scene as the dew lifts and the sun rises all around them, a flaky substance, fine as frost, covers the ground. What is it? They ask each other. Well, as Moses explains to them, it's bread from Yahweh. God provides for them in an entirely new way as they move into uncharted territory. And God's not done with them yet. As the people look toward the wilderness, the glory of the Lord appears. That's how the story concludes. God doesn't just show up on a mountaintop, nor just to Moses and Aaron. God shows up in the middle of our nowhere, in the midst of our complaints. What God wanted to show the Israelites in the wilderness and what they needed to discover was that God is not only a God who hears. God is a God who recognizes our need. And God is not only a God who recognizes our need, but God is a God who responds to that need. Thanks be to God. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a production of Christ's Church Cathedral, with audio editing by yours truly, Eduardo Farias. For more information, go to cathedralhamilton.ca. We hope you would join us again soon. Have a blessed day.